This podcast is brought to you by Modest Coffee, single origin coffee without the snobbery. Go to www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what coffees they're roasting today. Cheers! Welcome to No Bad Reviews, colon, a coffee podcast. This is a podcast where three friends, co-workers, and coffee industry professionals get together each week, and we explore this world that we live in through the lens of coffee. That is so majestic. It's um, deep. Yeah. I like how you explained that. <laughs> Exploring the world through the lens of coffee, and we're giving it No Bad Reviews because we're positive, and the world needs more positivity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Good news only. Should, what if we had only good news? What if this was a movement? We should start a movement. Okay, guys, we're going to ask you, our listeners, to start a movement with us where we give things no bad reviews. How much better could our world be if we had to think of something nice to say about everything? I think that's called toxic positivity. <sighs> You're Listen. not being very positive. Listen, Steph. Steph. That was to- toxic positivity. That was just toxic. It was just, it was meta. You're not chipper enough. Do you guys want me to go? Okay, let me think about how to turn that into a positive. <laughs> Thanks, Steph. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I'm Jenny. I run the operations at a coffee company called Modest Coffee. And I'm Marcus. And I am editor of this podcast i'm an award-winning coffee roaster uh-huh. um in case you you know care about that sort of stuff i mean that um, makes you an authority here you know we lean heavily on my palate mm-hmm. yeah it's really important right when mm-hmm. we're trying things like you know elvis coffee and <laughs> yeah uh spicy taco coffee yeah mm. yeah those are really we really need a well-defined palate for this podcast <laughs> and we have you thanks for being here that's what i'm here for and I'm Aubrey Gordon. Welcome to Maintenance Phase. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's so funny. I'm such a huge fan. This oh. is definitely a Maintenance Phase episode, I think, right? Yes, it is. My name is Stephanie, and that was a joke about today's coffee product. Yeah, today we are going to slim down with coffee. Of course. Because it is so easy to slim down. All you have to do is drink coffee now, this Vita Slim. Vita Cup Slim. Fight a cup slim. I've heard that you won't feel hungry all day after you drink it. What? So, oh, shit. Yeah, if you're looking for some help with your disordered eating, <laughs> I think this might end up being the product for you. Awesome. Can't wait to tell you all about it. Cool. Yeah, I it- wonder if it'll be good with whiskey. <laughs> well, we'll get into this, but I think there's a really good reason why we shouldn't mix whiskey Uh-oh. today. <laughs> what? Oh, no. Well, this is a skinny boost coffee pod, so therefore it's also easy to maintain your weight loss goals. <laughs> is this a K-cup? Oh, it sure is, buddy. Oh, the I, fuck? For might... the sake of simplicity, Marcus. I thought simplicity <laughs> is crack and, and eat. That's a meal. This Did, is like... Do you mean like crack? Like crack open, a, oh. you know, like I thought it was like a shake. Oh, oh. sorry. Oh. Now we've had we, a, we've we're had a, brewing. Yeah, we've had a lot of um, okay. canned coffee drinks on the episodes lately. So yeah. we had to get back to our K-cup roots. 
I am looking forward to not giving it a bad review. I'm looking forward to slimming down after this episode. <laughs> I've got like seven pounds. I would not be sad if they left. I've got some holes for you to dig. I don't need to dig any holes. Okay. You don't do labor? I don't do labor. <laughs> she needs to protect her milky white skin. <laughs> uh, this is a perfect opportunity to introduce the business side of our business, which is Patreon. All these inside jokes you guys are missing out on is available on patreon.com forward slash no bad reviews. No bad reviews to... pod, Marcus. Oh, there you go. And you should totally check it out and you'll be able to be in on all these funny jokes because we made some really funnies. For just four bucks a month, you're going to get four extra episodes where we try something and we say if we love it or we leave it. Today's episode, I guess by the time this episode comes out, it would have been last weekend's episode, was a Trace Leches cake that we made from scratch. And we talked a little bit about the history of that cake. The episode this week is this company, Vitacup, also makes electrolytes that you can put in your coffee so that when you want to work out, you can also hydrate. So that's going to be the companion Patreon bonus episode that you get. So, you know, while you're slimming down, you can also... Not die? Not die. Yeah, there you go. Uh, We're not actually guaranteeing that. Oh, okay. So yeah, that'll be on Patreon also. If you don't want more episodes... (laughs) (laughs) maybe you've had enough already (laughs) you guys are if you're like oh i don't need to listen to you anymore but you can still give us money that's if you want to support the show and help us buy some more of these questionable products i mean we're not stealing them we are using our hard-earned money to buy these so um we'd love to use your (laughs) hard-earned money i guess is what we're saying that's at com slash no bad reviews pod um what else oh mystery boxes oh yeah yeah so we've got a bunch of products that we're going to add to our mystery boxes most recently we did like a peach bourbon you can also try one of my favorite flavored coffees birthday cake that Mm. might be in there coffee from today you might get that in your mystery box something from a previous episode there's some really excellent coffees like bean fruit that we still have a couple of bags Mm. left yeah so that's on our website for 10 bucks including shipping you're going to get ten dollars worth of coffee so that's a pretty good deal just a buck of coffee and you yeah. can try some of the yeah. excellent uh <laughs> no bad reviewing coffees that yeah. we've tried it's a fun box it's it, fun mm-hmm. so yeah. choose your own adventure yeah <laughs> you know got a favorite episode try the coffee yeah you know that's right boom mm-hmm. Love it. so that's also um on our store tab along with merch you can find that stuff on our website also, I'm going to say this is the beginning of the episode in case people just don't finish at the end. We'd love it if you could give us a rating and a review on your favorite podcasting app. And you should call somebody on the phone and tell them about <laughs> our podcast because we don't use phones enough anymore. That's so old-fashioned. I know. And it would be just really novel and fun to like go back to like 1996. Well, any Gen <laughs> give somebody Z a phone call or millennials have now tuned out. Thanks, Jen. <laughs> no way. I mean, when I was young, I thought things from back in the day were really cool. Like my grandparents' remote that had like the actual clicker buttons on it. I could I literally that was so hear cool. the collective anxiety at y- at you suggesting that they call somebody. Like, <laughs> I could hear that. Okay, well, if you're feeling a lot of anxiety about making a phone call, why don't you just transcribe that phone call into a text message and hit send? Love it. That works, too. That's great. We don't yeah. want to cause anybody to feel bad. We don't, because we are toxic positive today. Yeah. 
Hey, Teddy. We also have dogs. So many dogs. There are six dogs in this house right now. It is an official pack. It is. <laughs> it is too awesome. many. Awesome. It is. Awesome. In every size, from like teeny tiny teacup <laughs> to a hundred pound monster. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a lie either. Yeah. Well, I've range. got the little four pounder with me right now. So cute. He is cute. Giant, like half ears. This is my brother, by the way. Did you guys know? My Aww. adopted brother. Stepbrother. <laughs> no, my mom adopted oh, him. officially adopted. He's my gotcha. official adopted brother. Aw. Teddy. His name's Teddy. Mm. Uh, I've met your other brothers, and this one's the cutest, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have my um, my niece, speaking of brothers, my niche dog. I hate when people like humanize dogs <laughs> like that. Anthropomorphize dogs? Yeah. Is that what that like, would be? It's my fur baby. It's like, no, it's not. It's your pet. Well, now you're making listeners tune out because... Plenty of people get pretty defensive about that kind of thing. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pet. It didn't have a choice. But I think that the dogs choose us. Aw, yeah. okay. that's sweet. <laughs> what do you think about that, Teddy? He's looking at me like, what's he talking about? I am a fur baby. I mean, if you guys could see this dog, he is really exceptional. <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to put a picture of him on Instagram and Facebook. I hate right. to move this podcast along, <laughs> but I do have some clarifications. From, okay. Oh, yeah. Not to, not to clarify you, Marcus, but I do have some things to say about the decaf. <gasps> Love it. Let's add. Yes, we're you get adding. Wrong? We're yeah. adding. There was nothing wrong. Yeah. I'm just adding. Uh-oh. Sure. Um, oh, the first thing I wanted to say on like a personal note, um, at the end of that episode, I made a joke about Nazis. Oh. And then um, two nights later, I had a terrible nightmare that nazis were coming to get me <gasps> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> and i think it was just the universe telling me like you're no mel brooks <laughs> you should not be telling nazi jokes I w- uh, okay so i'll just refrain yeah i'll just refrain as best i can okay but now i'm going to talk about nazis some more sure okay <laughs> <laughs> because on that episode we asked um how German breweries were affected by World War II. And I thought it was a really interesting question. And I have the answer, kind of. But I also, in the process of looking that up, learned a little something about U.S. breweries and how U.S. beer was affected by World War II. That's kind of funny. Hmm. Um, World War II was only like seven years after Prohibition ended. So alcohol was still a little bit controversial at that time. Mm. And there was a question as to whether or not the U.S. Army or the U.S. government should be giving beer to enlisted soldiers. I hope the answer was yes. The answer was yes, but the compromise was it could not be more than 3.2% alcohol, which is a very low alcohol beer. Like average. When I lived in Denver, you could only buy 3.2 beer. State by state alcohol laws are so funny. So weird. Especially, well, this was like 20 years ago in Colorado. Uh I mean, obviously the landscape has changed there quite a bit. Right. But yeah, it's like you could only buy 3.2 beer on Sundays. Because all the liquor stores <laughs> had to be closed. Oh, my gosh. But grocery stores were still open. That's funny. Yeah, I don't understand it. <laughs> like, what fucking difference does it make? Why do you have to sell two different types of beer in your state? Because, I mean, they think people aren't capable of drinking twice as much right. fluid ounces. The, like, come yeah. on. We can do it if we right. need to. I just And also, I just don't understand you can buy regular alcohol every other day of the week at the <laughs> liquor store. They even had drive through liquor stores. Like, a plenty. I'm like, so you're going to encourage people to 
buy alcohol in a car. <laughs> but you definitely can't buy it on Sunday. Just not on Sunday. Just not, not on, on Sunday. Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. So that was the compromise. And that is allegedly the reason why American beer for so long was kind of watered down and bland because that the soldiers came home from the war and that was the flavor they were looking for, this like weak, bland hmm. beer. Hmm. And thus Miller and Bud Light were happy like, to oblige, yeah, I'm sure. Yes. Right. That's okay. Cool. In Germany, alcohol was never like illegal. Um Hitler didn't drink. Nazis didn't have a problem with beer because beer was so much a part of German culture for oh. centuries by that point. So they make exceptions. <clears throat> Their deal was you shouldn't get drunk and you shouldn't be an alcoholic. If you're an alcoholic, then there's something like inherently wrong with you. And mm. Right. And did you they, don't get to breathe. Did they um, exterminate alcoholics? Yes. Yes, they did. Ugh. So it started out at the beginning of the war. Soldiers were actually encouraged to drink. It was considered like a morale booster. And alcohol was distributed to German soldiers free of charge. But as the war went on, the Nazis got stricter and stricter. They raised taxes on alcohol and significantly limited production and sale. They didn't ration alcohol at an individual level, but they did really control how much was being produced. Crimes that were committed while intoxicated were punishable by death. Wow. Regardless of the crime. Huh. Hmm. Like you were drunk, you did something stupid, you can no longer be trusted. Well, let's just be clear. Pretty much anything you did was right. punishable by death <laughs> under the Nazi regime. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that they had non-death. Like, they don't. They didn't have anything that was, like, not death, a death right. sentence. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no Guilty pro- as death. Yes. There, there was no probation. I mean, a misdemeanor was hard labor, maybe? Death. Yeah, basically. Like, we'll send you to go... To the death camp, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll send you to the death camp. Alcoholic soldiers were castrated and sent to the camps. Castrated? (sighs) Well, you can't have alcoholics reproducing. You called it, yeah. Yeah. Because that's like a character flaw. Right. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Eugenics Eugenics. fucked up. In spite of all this, um, the closer you were to the front lines, the more you were drinking, which is probably a universal truth among soldiers. You know, we talked on a different episode about the Eastern Front and how it was like such a hellscape. And Yeah, um, those are all the episode. They were apparently drinking a lot of schnapps on the Eastern Front, easier like, to haul than beer. That's like what they make lemon drop shots out of, right? Yeah, like, so schnapps tend to be like a spirit that is a lower alcohol than a whiskey or a vodka. It's closer to what, like 20 or 30% alcohol? I think so. And yeah. flavored. So but you like would have fruity flavors or minty mint, or, yeah. yeah, all different. Not flavors. what I would Cinnamon. normally associate with soldiers on the Eastern Front, you know? Like, I would expect something a little more not college-age girl. <laughs> <laughs> the Russian soldiers on the Eastern Front uh, had a six-shot of vodka a day allotment. Is that a lot? That's awesome. Six shots is a lot. Sounds like a lot. I'll get you there. It's a pretty, I would say, if you were going to be spending your time murdering people, it's maybe the bare minimum. Yeah. But if you're just like hanging out in a bar, it's quite a bit. Maybe it's six throughout the day, like one in the morning, morning snack, lunch, (laughs) afternoon snack, dinner, right right before bed. Yeah. (laughs) Just wake up. Take a shot. I mean, that's how I would do it. I'd pay some. Medical. I would just stay maybe a little low level of buzzed all day. Yeah. The German soldiers, when they were forced to retreat, would leave their alcohol on the field for the Russians to come and pick up because 
they felt that drunken Russian soldiers would be easier to fight. <laughs> but what actually ended up happening was drunken Russian soldiers were then more like ruthless. dealing with, yeah, more ruthless dealing with the civilians, the German oh, civilians that yeah. were oh. kind of at their mercy Left at that point. Too. Yeah. Oh, not a good so strategy. It was, uh, yeah, it was just like a real shit show. The Nazis who drank the most, and this probably won't be a surprise, were the ones who were actually working in the concentration camps, the SS and the police, the ones who were actually committing genocide. Apparently, always had a bottle in their hand, is the way that was kind of described. Jeez. Does that make you feel a little bit better that at least they were like, they, you know what I mean? It's like, if if you're like, how do you sleep at night? Right. You know, and if they're sleeping peacefully without alcohol, I mean, that's really fucked up. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like that's kind of part of the human condition is in order to get through these things. I don't know. I, I'm not anxious to show sympathy to like SS guards. Oh, but. no, I'm just right. saying it, it, it helps a little bit knowing that they had to be wasted. To me, it's more atrocious if you're stone cold sober and enjoying it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, there was also a lot of Jägermeister on the battlefields, too. Yeah. They were using oh. that as an anesthetic. Oh, yeah. oh shit. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Um, My understanding of Jägermeister, that sounds appropriate. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the breweries that existed in Germany at that time were mostly small local breweries, and there wasn't a lot of bottling or distribution happening. Like, people were still bringing their own container to the tap house hmm. to bring home beer. So, um... Yeah, I guess the Nazis didn't have as much control because they were small. They were just small local places. The bigger breweries got bombed to smithereens right at the beginning. And one more thing about decaf, our friend Carl, who's like a science guy nerd, yeah. said that we missed one. A method of decaffeinating coffee called supercritical fluid extraction. Yeah, I didn't I didn't go into that. They use a supercritical liquid carbon dioxide that's another one that's gaining in popularity i mean that shit sounds like it should go to outer space yeah i tried to even look up what supercritical fluid extraction meant and it just made my head hurt i couldn't even i think there were some other decaffeination probably some chemicals too that i missed so maybe you know we'll do a decaf part two oh all right cool exciting yeah all right Cool. Stay tuned, guys. Yeah. Does anyone else have anything before we move into Vitacup? It sounds like a modern marvel. <laughs> I mean, like, anything that makes it so you don't have to eat. Right. I mean, come on. Who who needs eating? Right. All you need is one K-cup in the morning, and that's it. That's Does all it you need. say recommended uh, with a cigarette, too? Is that part of the diet? Oh. I don't, you know what? I do not think that the founder of this company would want anyone to have a cigarette. Okay. He's a very health-conscious person. Oh, good. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm excited to tell you about him, actually, because his story is fascinating. Okay. Um, his name is Brandon Fishman, and he was born in 1980, 81. Wow. He's a young man. He's young a young man. man. He describes himself as a techie nerd and a little bit crazy. Uh-huh. Okay. And I think that's pretty accurate based on what I've learned <laughs> about him. He was born and raised in Abington, Pennsylvania, which is a suburb of Philadelphia. It's a very small suburb. It has its own Whole Foods to kind of paint a picture of the neighborhood. And he attended a college prep school called Germantown Academy that costs about $40,000 a year plus fees. Wow. Wow. So I don't know much else about his family or childhood, but I think we can kind of presume that he had a little upper upper middle class, at least nice 
A little crusty. Did he have siblings? I don't know. Because you figure 40000 per yeah. year for one kid is a fuck ton of money. But if you have multiple kids, I think you have to go beyond upper middle class to just rich. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what his dad did or anything like that or mom or whatever. Fisherman. I'm going to guess had something to do with fishing. <laughs> I like the name Brandon Fishman, doesn't it? Sound like it's from like Bob's Burgers or yeah. something. Yeah. Right. That's a funny name. Was his dad a captain on the <laughs> Pennsylvania River? <laughs> I wish I knew. He I'm sold getting his definitely commission. like Plymouth Rock vibes. Oh, vibes. Yeah. oh, that's totally mm-hmm. possible. It's like a captainship that's been passed down through the generations. Right. You're a fishman. I don't know. Fishman sounds a little Jewish, though. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Did they have Jews back then? I, not on the Mayflower. Okay. I don't think so. All right. I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah. I don't think they did. I think it was all like Protestants. Okay. I think that was part of the thing is that they were Protestants. Okay. Yeah. I'm really making shit up right now. <laughs> right. But we'll I'm pretty a, sure. We'll have a clarification Something later. about Plymouth Rock screams Protestant to me. <laughs> cool. It does not scream Jewish. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So Brandon Fishman, he has his like nice... Uh, upper middle class, at least, life. And then he goes to college at Emory in um, Georgia, which is like a very good that's liberal nice, arts. That's a nice school. Yep, yep. I think that's a nice one. He does not attend many classes while he's there because he's very busy day trading. Naturally. Naturally. Like I'm With his own money. With his own money. I didn't even know what the stock market was when I was 18. <laughs> and I am from a very working class family, so... <laughs> He had eight, he had ten thousand dollars when he was eighteen, and he opened an account and started day trading. And then by the time he was nineteen, what did he have? Like four million dollars? Only half a million. Oh, only by the time he was twenty or twenty-one, he had gotten it up to half a million dollars, and everything was going great. And then September eleventh, the bubble burst. <laughs> did the stock? Did the, the stock-, stock market? Was shut down on September 11th. Uh At some point, they realized what was happening and shut down the stock market. And when it reopened on the morning of September 12th, he had lost 80% of his investments. What? Black Tuesday. That's how it fucking works? Mm -hmm. See, I'll tell you what. I was his age on September 11th, and I still didn't know what the stock market was. (laughs) I still don't think I know what it is. Uh, It's complicated. It sounds like a risk to Uh, me. Well... 80%? 80%. 80%? I mean, 80%. Which, so he was back to the beginning. He was back to 100,000, which is still a lot better than where he started. Yeah, right. It's 10x growth. He still did all right. So he graduates from Emory, and he goes to work at a consulting company called Deloitte. Oh, yeah. You're familiar, That's I presume. Biggie. It is a, big a biggie. Boy. You know, I just found a, a piece of sh- swag, like an insulated picnic bag. <laughs> That says Deloitte on it last weekend. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like I've heard of this somewhere. Yeah. Why it, do I have it in my house? It is. So this is like a big company based in Chicago. Oh, okay. And when I was in high school and college, I had a couple of friends who were like big business marketing type guys, go-getter types. Not my usual crowd. <laughs> but Deloitte and Touche is what it was called in the early 90s. And it was the place to work. I remember my friend from high school getting an internship one summer at Deloitte and Touche and feeling like he had fucking made it. Like it was a big deal to work there. Hmm. So um, I don't know what it's like now. I don't know what it was like in the early 2000s when Brandon Fishman got a job there. 
he hated it. He hated working for someone else. He wanted to work for himself. So he didn't last there long, just a year or two, and then decided to move to San Diego and go to grad school and get a degree in commercial real estate. Okay. I did not know that that was even something you could get a degree in. Sure. There's some legit money in commercial real estate. I know that much. There sure can be. So he doesn't know exactly what he wants to do. He just knows he wants to have his own business that somehow combines commercial real estate and this brand new thing called the internet. (laughs) 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 That in 2003 is still kind of a baby, you know? It's like pretty fresh still. Uh So he settled on Vitacup. Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) We're still a couple of businesses away from Vitacup at this point. Wow, this guy's a real go-getter. He sure is. Right. He's doing it all. He is. He reminds me of like the Dunkin' Donuts guy. Yeah. He's just going for it. Right. So he's still in school. He's still getting his master's. And he comes up with this idea for a website that sells condos. Because this is not a thing that exists. Realtor.com is not a thing. Right. This Actu- is so and funny. Actually, like Zillow and Redfin, those came up in like 2002, 2004. So this is not a completely unheard of idea. But they were not specific to condos. And high-rise condos in the early 2000s were all the fucking rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He approached five people who were like friends of his and asked for loans for $5,000 and said, in a year, I will pay you back $6,000. Not a huge turnaround on the investment, but they were intended to be friendly loans from people who had some faith in him. So that's how he gets $25,000 from five different people. He spends about $2,000 to have someone in India build a website called newcondosonline.com. Okay. In 40 days. Straightforward. In 40 days, he had paid back the 25000 plus interest wow. that he had owed. Holy shit. He was almost immediately making $5 million a year on this project. What the fuck? To be somebody on the internet in the early days of the internet. I right. know. It was like the Wild West. You could just do anything. We were there, and we yeah. didn't know to take advantage of it. No clue. Damn yeah. Right. He, you know what he did? And this guy also is like... A very dedicated, hard worker. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do not want to spend 100 hours a week trying to start up a website. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, right. that's part of it, too. He, What he did was he had newspapers from every major city in the country delivered to his apartment because that's how condos were being marketed. There wasn't any place else to find them except in newspapers. It seems like a thousand years ago. It Like, truly. <laughs> It truly does. It's like, I can remember this era, but it seems like lifetimes ago. It's changed so much. But it wasn't that long ago. No. He got all these newspapers, and he would not leave his apartment until he made 200 phone calls every day. Wow. So, I mean, this is the type of person he is, right? Condo developers didn't have their own websites at that point. Condo developers hired marketing companies. Marketing companies placed ads in newspapers and on billboards. So basically, Brandon was working with these other marketing companies, convincing them to spend money to list these condos pre-built on his website. He was charging anywhere from a couple hundred to a couple thousand dollars, depending on where they wanted placement for their ads. So he was just like an online classified ads, basically. Yeah. Yeah. 
And they were paying for advertising yep. space, just like you would go to the classifieds and spend however much. Yes. Okay. So he's making $5 million a year. Everything's going great. And then 2007, end of 2007, he said- all Another bubble burst. Another bubble. He's like, yeah. He's, he's, like he's the, there for all the bursting. He's like, yeah. He's at like the forefront of every industry- that collapsed. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Jeez. Totally. So, oh, man. I yes. mean, what, did he lose 80% of $5 million a year? No, um, he, you know what? Making... He's, <laughs> he, he ended up with $100,000 to his name. Again? Again back down to $100,000. He said, um, because all of that money was coming from construction loans, like it wasn't coming from out of closing costs or anything like that. It was coming from loans for condos that hadn't even been built yet. So it dried up so quickly. Oh, my God. Like, That's I mean, crazy. he said 90 days, business <laughs> shut down. Easy come, that easy go. That. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, man. I hope that the coffee industry isn't about to collapse. Um, I mean, it's been around since humanity. So I think we're probably good. Yeah. He finally know? found something stable, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Because, I don't know. Slimming oh, coffee, though. Yeah. Maybe for, for him. He starts a, a new company called Internet Marketing Inc. This is 2007. Yeah. I mean, Internet Marketing Incorporated, it's like <laughs> the most, fa- like, because nobody was doing internet marketing yet. Right. So if you're like, I want to learn how to do internet marketing, where should I go? <laughs> <laughs> I'll type internetmarketing.com. <laughs> He had basically taught himself search engine optimization while he was building the condo website. And that made me curious about SEO. Like, did this guy invent it? Huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I looked that up out of curiosity. And search engine optimization has been around since 97. Uh-huh. And the funny... Like when Google was invented? Basically, I don't. Google was not called Google at that time. Mm. They existed under a different name. Okay. I remember my dad showing me Google when I was like sixteen. So wow. It's been like ninety eight, and he was like, "Check out this thing," and I was like, "Cool." And he was like, "You can search for anything," and I'm like, "Well, how does it work?" And he's like, "Well, think of a question," and I thought of a question. He's like, "Just put the question in and see what happens," and he's like, "You can put in any question." And I was like, this is cool. <laughs> so what What was your first question? I don't remember. Pornography. <laughs> Thanks for telling us your story, Marcus. <laughs> I can't remember. Whatever a 16-year-old would have been Googling at the time. Um, Pornography. <laughs> a 16-year-old girl. I don't know. <laughs> Pornography. <laughs> Stop. It was, like, so novel to me. So did not like Google when it first came out. I was like, oh, man, it's so, like, blank and bare. I'm an Ask Jeeves kind of person. (laughs) (laughs) The internets. Yeah. Early days. I had some, like, crazy friends that were in Alta Vista. (laughs) (laughs) Those guys. Steph, did you have a MySpace? I didn't. Uh, uh, most of my friends did have a MySpace, but I was not a computer person. I just didn't care. I just didn't want anything to do with it. That's yeah. so funny. I remember when Marcus and I first met, I went and looked him up on MySpace. Aww. Yeah? Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you see my top five? No, oh, I don't okay. remember. I wish I hadn't deleted my MySpace. Oh, it's it's totally. Is it gone? It's like a different, like, I mean, it's there, but can you, can all you... of the original profiles are all gone. It's like some music social media platform now it's not even like what it was oh yeah Yeah. so 
but that's also <laughs> where i learned like html like as a, at a young age mm. to learn how to like update and customize my myspace mm, i do cool. actually now it's funny you say that i kind of remember being able to like do something and get a different profile yeah like oh look at that that font's like fucking pink now uh-huh. uh-huh. yeah <laughs> super cool Gosh, that's so funny yeah. all right kids this is the early days you've got your elders here telling you <laughs> about the early wee days of the internets allegedly allegedly search engine optimization was invented in 1997 because the manager of the rock band jefferson starship you guys familiar uh-huh yeah that um, was like the the sophomore project of jefferson airplane yes right yes oh wait what was it called jefferson starship yeah and then it was just starship okay yeah. i think that starship subs was named after that band huh Okay, really little good plug subs. for Oak Park there. It's Forest Park. Hmm. Well, oh. yeah, same, same town. Anyways, not the same town. <laughs> the manager of Jefferson Starship was upset that the band was ranking on page four of mm. some search engine instead of page one. Mm-hmm. And that is like the catalyst for search engine huh. optimization. Hmm. That is Allegedly. a really fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Internet Marketing Inc., 2007, he starts with $100,000. He contacts all of the marketing firms that he was working with doing the condo project. But these marketing firms are working for all kinds of different companies, selling all different kinds of products. So he starts talking to them about their other clients who are not in the real estate industry and sets up a bunch of referral agreements so that he can do internet marketing for all of these different companies so he's doing search engine optimization he's doing paid media like facebook ads and stuff like that nobody else is really like it's a small field yeah at this early stage he's early just raking it in i'm sure yeah he's like yeah forefront of lots of things within four years he was making 20 million a year are you fucking kidding me like it's like he you're surprised no i am (laughs) a little it's like i'm surprised it's so low i mean it's just like he like Starts with one thing, gets knocked down, and then he's like, well, maybe I'll do this thing. And then it's 10x more popular or more successful, and then he gets knocked back down. And then he's like, four times 5 million to 20 million. It's just astonishing that he's like, eh, fuck it. Well, I'm just going to be more successful next time around. If I know like, that's anything his... in the coffee industry, he is definitely taking a step back going into the huh. coffee industry. He's not making $20 million a year selling fucking bite a cup. I bet he is. I'll bet there's no way. Okay, let's take a bet. Okay. I bet he is. Marcus says he's not. All right, well, listen and find out. Okay. I would describe this guy as incredibly arrogant. Is he? Okay. Yes, I would. Like, um, I don't think he's like a bad person. Like, he seems like a nice guy. He coaches his kids' little league team, shit like that. He like, just can't fail. He just, yeah, he like really, really believes in himself. And he's really, really sure that what he's doing is right. And he describes that as having really good intuition. Yep. He says, he's like a... um. He's a really good poker player. He's done pretty well in the poker World Cup thing or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and he says, like, when he's playing blackjack, he knows what the next card is going to be. He just, like, knows. Hmm. And part of that is that he's a math guy and a numbers guy and a, like, data guy. And so he's, probably he's counting, counting cards. cards. But he plays poker and he reads people really well. Like he knows what's in the other person's hand. He's just got, he does have really good intuition and he is arrogant about it. He is confident. Sure. 
So I got wrapped up in a multi-level marketing scheme <laughs> when I was 19 and part of like their like uh, training of like pumping you up. They're like, talk about how successful you're going to be and talk about how awesome you're going to be because then you got to live up to that. And you got to, you're not, you can't like, you know, once you've said it, then you got to do it. Otherwise, you're going to look like an idiot, you know? So it <laughs> that could, might be his inner dialogue. Yeah. yeah. That's, this is what it's reminding me of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This uh, internet marketing company is doing really well. Um, he's got a lot of Fortune 500 clients. But what ends up happening is they realize that this is something they need and they ought to just have it in-house instead of paying another marketing company. So, <laughs> so it dries up again. Yeah, it's, it, it doesn't dry up. He does end up selling the company for a good profit. Yeah. But he's kind of seeing that it's his intuition he, is, is yes. protecting him. Yes. He's seeing nice. that it's going to take a turn. He's also bored with it. He doesn't like selling for other people. He feels like he really wants his own product. And because of his experience in marketing, he just feels like if he finds the right product, he'll be unstoppable. Right? I'm waiting for you to tell me that like he had a depressive episode and then he just like sat around eating like cookies and like not taking care of himself and gained a ton of weight and then was like weight loss coffee that's gonna be it you are not terribly far off okay Your um intuition is amazing <laughs> i should go play poker mm. uh so it's like 2017 he had this internet marketing company for about 10 years and that's when he um i'm not sure exactly of the timeline he started vitacup and sold that company at roughly the same time um what happened was his his like dark moment (laughs) um he actually has a gene mutation that makes it difficult to absorb certain vitamins especially b vitamins Hmm. and he didn't know that he didn't know what was wrong with him but he was suddenly feeling like very lethargic and having some other health problems it wasn't something major but it was something that was slowing him down and so he went to some doctors and had some testing done and this is what they came up with that he was vitamin b deficient because of this gene mutation he was supposed to be taking vitamin supplements every morning but he often forgot to take his vitamins but he never forgot to have his cup of coffee sounds Mm. like a light bulb moment you got your chocolate in my peanut butter or whatever um (laughs) yeah so while this is happening and he's figuring this out and he's like thinking about this idea of vitamins and coffee. He is also a member of an organization called YPO. It's the world's largest leadership community of chief executives. The organization provides educational experiences, cultural programs, and social events. For rich dudes. For rich dudes. Here are the requirements for joining YPO. Oh, great. Do you know what it stands for? It stands for Young Young People's Organization. Oh, I was going to say Young Professionals, but Young People's. Okay. Sure. You have to be- Because there's so many young people who are like heads of CEOs and whatever. 30,000. That meet the- Okay, let's hear the requirements uh, before I judge. You have to be under 45 years old. Oh. Check. You have to have the title of president, CEO, or managing partner. Do they kick you out when you turn 45? I don't know. That's a great question. Based on the <laughs> photos just on go the to website. PO, which yeah. is just people. You graduate yeah. to like the grown-ups. <laughs> right. The grown-ups club. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, you have to have 50 full-time employees. Fuck. And then you have hmm. to meet revenue requirements that are based on the type of company. So, for example, for a company that produces coffee, your revenue would have to be a minimum of $13 million a year. Okay. 
So he's yeah. I mean that we're not that far off. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about joining this club, Marcus? Well, you're the CEO, Jenny. So oh, how I think do it's I feel about you. joining? Yeah. Ha ha ha. Yeah. I already feel so much more fancy. And you just need to get like 47 more employees. That sounds like a... 46 Yeah, that's employees. true. I do need a lot more employees. Hmm. Oh my um, God, am I going to get cut to one hour a week so you can make... <laughs> 50 people working one hour a week. Look, I'm trying to get into this club, okay? <laughs> I don't think I'd want to join that club. It just sounds like a, like a young dude's... Fucking, fucking dick wagon dick. club. Yeah. There's like wagon dicks all over the place. Yeah. Um, the photos and being like douchey in the football. I don't think I want to join. The photos on the website and like the whole vibe of the website is very inclusive. There's a lot of women. There's a okay. lot of people of color. It's a worldwide organization. They talk a lot about diversity and they talk a lot about things like environmental pledges and that kind of stuff. I don't. I mean. I do think it's a bunch of young, wealthy people talking about how they're going to run the whole world. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's necessarily, like, awesome. But I, there is enough there to make it seem like it's at least somewhat inclusive and thoughtful about environment and community and all that kind of stuff. So they're trying to get away from the stereotype, it sounds like. Right. Of, like, the C. Montgomery Burns rich dude. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. For um, which yacht club do they rotate? Right. I'm just curious. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Um, so as part of this organization, he meets another guy in the organization who he describes as a fifth generation coffee roaster. Oh. And I will talk about this guy in a minute, although I don't know oh, much about him. Who is the fifth generation? Um, Wait, let's see. Let's see if we can guess. Um fifth generation. Sam Maxwell. No, I was going to say... Uh, my Jeffrey Folgers. Mo- my brain is like trying to process through all of our episodes. Manhattan Special. I've... <laughs> <laughs> um, I have not heard of this guy before. Um, his name is Jeff McIntosh, and he's a Southern California guy. Do we know the name of his company? Intelligent Blends is the company he mm. currently is employed with. He's also been associated with Nightwatch Coffee and One Cup Coffee, and the Intelligent Blends... House brand is Maud's Coffee. This guy is like a an e-commerce flavored coffee pot guy. Yeah. Like, okay. I don't know what the other four generations were doing, but I suspect they're rolling over in their graves. Yeah. Like, what about, though, it sounds a little bit like that family that does the Oakland coffee. Um. So he... Oh, the white coffee company. Yes. Yes. I was thinking of them and couldn't think of the name. Uh-huh. Yeah. It sounds like that, except it sounds like he has... Stepped away entirely. He does not call himself a coffee roaster. He calls himself the vice president of product development. Mm -hmm. And he is all about functional beverages, meaning coffee with additives that are weird. That are good for you. Good for you, right. Right. Health products. That's right. Why would you just drink coffee? It should do something for you. Right. Why would you just do anything that doesn't do anything for you? (laughs) Look, it's all about efficiency. Right. So you can see how these two hit it off, yeah. right? So they come up with that, this idea, or he comes up with this idea to add vitamins to coffee and talks to this guy, Jeff, about how to do that. And Jeff is already adding other things to his coffees and making these K-cup pods and everything. So they start playing around with this idea. I don't know if he had any investors going into this or if he was just using the money he made on the marketing. Right sale of the marketing company to fund the whole thing. I bet that's um, what he's doing. He seems like a bit of a lone wolf. Yes, like he does. Like a work his way up. 
Right. Um, so we will get to the fundraising portion of the show soon, though. Um, so he is super familiar with Facebook advertising. This is something that he has been doing for years for other companies, and he's super confident about how this is going to work. The very first day that they sell Vitacup, and it didn't start with Slim. Slim hmm. is something that was added. It oh. was originally just coffee with B vitamins is huh. how they started it. B the vitamins? My B vitamin pills smells disgusting. Oh, yeah? I can't imagine that it would be good in a coffee. We'll find out. I guess so. You're right. He starts out with Facebook ads, just Facebook ads. That's the only way he's selling the coffee. First day. <sighs> Here we go. $5,000 in sales. After four months, he sold $800,000 worth of this coffee. How much was he spending really? on advertising? I want to know what my advertising target should be. Okay. You should actually listen to a couple of the podcasts that I listen to because he talks in detail. Oh. And I did not take a lot of notes I want his about what... Yeah. His secrets are basically you should assume you're going to lose money for the first two or three years. Hmm. And you should just... You should like lose money on every sale. And you should just be pouring money into marketing. Into getting new customers. Okay. And to keeping customers. He says that when he started selling on Amazon, he said he always loses money on the first sale. But the return is so good. The customer service is so good. They send out gifts. They send out prizes. They send thank you notes. He says he gets so much return business, and that's where you make the money. You just mm -hmm. have to spend so much to get a customer in the first place. Right. Hey, he, I, look, I bought that from his website, our Patreon episode. There you go. Hey, I haven't gotten a free gift. Where's my free gift? Did you get a thank you note to your email for buying the coffee? Maybe. Is that my gift? Yeah. You Did you look at the coupon code? Like, redeem your free gift here. I think I just unsubscribed from future <laughs> e emails <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I've learned from all the things I've had to buy from for this podcast to just immediately unsubscribe because they will just keep throwing things at you. I bet. Uh -huh. I get so many fucked up so ads. Wait, yeah. I'm still trying to follow this. So you lose money for two years and then you profit. Yeah, that's okay. his idea. It takes money to make money. Sounds like some venture capital shit. Here we go. So he raised $4 million in a seed fund. Okay. It's kind of a lot of money for a seed. Investors. Well, I mean, he made $800,000 in four months doing nothing but Facebook ads. Yeah. So he's proven that he has a product that people want to buy, and he's proven that he's able to market it. Yeah. Right? Um, so he blows through that, and he does a Series A in 2018 and a Series B right after that. Wow. He got a lot of no's. He said the way he did this, the way he attempted to do this, was he Googled private equity firms, and then he Googled all of the partners in those private equity firms and had a list of like a thousand names, and he just emailed all of them. See, Marcus, you don't have to go to Princeton or Berkeley. You can just do what this guy did. Yeah. Just Google it. Yeah. Just Google it yeah. and just send a thousand Are, are we raising funds now? Is that what we're doing? No. Okay. But you're always like, if we ever wanted to raise funds, we'd have to go to Princeton. <laughs> I never said that. I never said that. I said that if you're a tech startup and you want real money, or, you have to have gone to a, a good school. Look, I think this funding. guy, despite his $40,000 a year education, he kind of reminds me of the cometeer kid. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He's just like, yeah. I got this idea. I don't have any fucking connections, but I'm going to go fucking make it work. Sure. I'm going to yeah. find the yeses. Yep. And he like does it over the top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like a thousand emails is a lot of emails. It's a lot of emails. He did 80 pitches 
in just a few months to get the Series A funding and then another 40 to 50 more pitches to get Series B. Is he married? Does he have kids? This sounds like a lot for a family guy. He was finding out about the Series B funding while he was on his honeymoon, and that's all he did on his honeymoon was take phone calls nice. about that he's like, my wife will never forgive me. I I have no idea what it would be like to be married to a person like this. I would never want to find out. It sounds awful. It I mean, sounds awful. When Marcus worked at CDW and we had to, we went camping in the Adirondacks and we would have to drive into town like multiple times a day because that's where the internet service was mm. so that he could work. Oh God. And me and the girls would just sit in the car. Ugh. Yeah, it was aggravating. It's aggravating when somebody has a job like that. He said yeah. he, he does sometimes work 100 hours a week. 80, 90, 100 hours a week is not unusual sure. for him. I mean, although like his wife, it's not like they got into it when they were both really poor like Marcus and I. You know, like she got into it with him when he was 100 hours a week working guy. Like she right, probably right. was like, all right, I know what I'm getting myself into. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he does have two kids and he does coach his kids little league team or whatever. Allegedly. <laughs> i don't know I, like how do you do that if you're working 100 hours a week when are you even sleeping i don't know what i love that you like you throw in allegedly for leon black <laughs> and for like kids team <laughs> allegedly <laughs> oh that's funny uh, um i don't know what he ended up making in the series a fundraising series b he made 13 million dollars that's a low raise for series b that's yeah. interesting yeah. marcus is an expert now that he's worked at a tech startup once in his life for Two nine months startups. <laughs> and it was 11 months but whatever <laughs> marcus is a is a tech startup economist i now. helped them raise 25 million dollars so oh whatever. wow whatever. i was a part of the the team the, the team but then again what was this in like no this was not that long ago this marcus. was oh. um okay. 2018 yeah so Marcus needs to stop reminding me that he could be making a lot more money outside of Modest Coffee. <laughs> I, we, do you want to raise money? I'll get you. Do you want $25 million? I'll go raise $25 million. I'll get you $25 million in six months. How much of the business do we have to give away? 30%. I mean, <laughs> I'd be willing to give away 100% for $25 million. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> that seems like a good price i would take that right yes, take that and run what with am it. i fucking around for <laughs> <laughs> um so currently vitacup is the fastest growing coffee on amazon it Oof. is outperforming at target it is the number one coffee at sprouts hmm. it is the fuck the projected earnings for 2022. You said 20 million. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with no 100 way. million because he does things by these <laughs> types of multipliers. 30 million, just shy of 30 oh. million. He still only got 20 or 30 employees or something like that. So how, how, is, he how is he in the club? How right. is he in the club? He doesn't have 50 employees. Oh shit! We should write to them. <laughs> should be like you have a you have a, an imposter amongst your ranks. Fuck. You know what? It's because he had that many employees at the Internet Marketing Inc. Mm. And that's when he was accepted oh, the into the club. grandfather to men. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know if he, I guess I don't know if he's still in the club. He's probably not even under 45 anymore. He's, I'll let him know. He's too, 19, my letter. 80 or 81. He's, so he's getting close. Okay. But you can add that. that like, they should hey guys, double check you should birth certificate. consider, consider <laughs> For, who you let into your club. Look, YPO, listen, we're here. 
We're telling you. We're we're doing your expose for you. <laughs> Let us know if you have anybody else you want us to investigate. I feel like the biggest fucking loser <laughs> right now. This episode is making me feel so bad Aww. about myself. Aw, look, you still have four more years to catch up to this guy. Listen, maybe we could get there. Go make an ad. Okay. I just need to go raise... <laughs> I just feel like... Look, um, you're not the type to work 100 hours a week. I know you. You complain about working like 40 hours a week. I don't want you to work 100 hours a week either, though. We're not that type of family. You know, we have a lifestyle brand here at Modest Country. (laughs) And the lifestyle is... Uh, We really like to be depressed. (laughs) And kind of broke. Yeah. Yeah. But is it better to be broke and happy or working 100 hours a week and a millionaire? Look, if I had to give up my honeymoon to close on a Series B, I wouldn't do it. I'm just not that type Aww. of person. Look, you didn't yeah. you didn't even get a honeymoon. Right. We still technically I would definitely have, have given up what we didn't take for that much money. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I would fucking reschedule that shit. Yeah. You know what? I wouldn't care because I would just be like on a honeymoon somewhere. I don't need you to enjoy my life. <laughs> this is coming from somebody who's been married for 15 years. Right, right. I don't know yeah. if people feel that way on a honeymoon. You, you could have sat on that beach in Thailand all by yourself. I would have been fine. I'd be fine right now. You know what? You're right. We should a, sell out. I would just take a kid with me. I know. Ugh. If we we're going to be on a honeymoon and he was going to be working the whole time, I'd take one of my kids. Ugh. How about this? I'll take you, Steph. You want to go? Oh, okay. I'll go on your honeymoon. You want to come on a honeymoon? Yeah. Okay. All right, so so we have a game plan. We're going to raise money. <laughs> we're going to take a honeymoon. And then we're going to advertise on Facebook. I can't. Hey, and that... Steph's coming on our honeymoon. And Steph's coming on our honeymoon. <laughs> we don't want to give up our recording schedule. And the only way to keep the schedule is if Steph comes. Okay. Just to keep you company. So It's not for it. any weird stuff, you guys. Right. <laughs> not trying to do any weird stuff. <laughs> Uh, all right i'm gonna i don't i don't know a lot about the coffee or who makes the coffee i'm gonna talk about it briefly but i before we get there i just there's one more thing i wanted to say about brandon fishman i listened to a podcast where he was interviewed. what's the name of the podcast you should just advertise it oh Mm, I don't have it written down, but we'll share it on social media. I apologize. It was kind of a funny one. It was like a very young, like, e-commerce guy interviewing him. And the whole podcast was about the business, of course, and how he did it. But this guy has, like, a segment in the middle of the interview where it's like, get to know the person. And he's like, you know, what are your hobbies? And what do you like to do in your free time? And those kinds of questions. And, you know, he likes to golf. and Fucking, of course, he does. Yeah. Right? Totally. Totally. He likes to play poker. He likes to golf. He coaches his kids' team. So. I have three hobbies. (laughs) That I barely have time for. I golf. I play poker, and I coach my kids' little league team. Next question. You got 30 seconds. The next question was, and I thought it was like a good question. He was like, um, what is a product that you have purchased recently for less than $100 that you would recommend to other people? And then he goes... I just, I don't, there's not that much that costs less than $100. <laughs> Is there? <laughs> Holy fuck. And the interviewer is like, what about like a book or a game or a something? And, the, and then another like, the guy is just like, cannot think of a thing. And then he's like, oh, wait, 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 I've got it. 
Can it cost less than $100 a month? <laughs> sure. I really love the Peloton exercise app. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> oh, this is great. That's great. Yeah. So that's Brandon Fishman and his life story. Do which things is... cost less than $100? <laughs> Where are you shopping? <laughs> Sir, have you ever entered a Target? <laughs> So much great stuff at Target under $100. Oh, my God. He probably hasn't. Who's got time for that? <laughs> oh, my oh. God. That's the... A... <laughs> Jesus. Peloton so... app. <laughs> <laughs> he really... Um, in a different interview, he was asked, like, if, if you could... Oh, gosh. If you could convince people to make one change in their life, what would it be? Like, how would you change the world by changing everyone's life in one small way? And he was like, everyone should do cardio three times a week at lunchtime. <laughs> like, okay. All right, dude. It's fine. Like, don't take a lunch. Right. Exactly. Don't, like, take a break. In lieu of lunch. <laughs> you should make your beverage work for you. Everybody should do that. You can this relax guy, in the three-minute shower after your workout. This guy sounds fucking intense. Yes, he is intense. He's an intense guy. Yeah. You know what? I guess if he's happy... Go ahead. <laughs> Go on, sir. It takes all kinds. Oh, he says that when the company is finally making $60 million a year, he's going to sell it. Hmm. That's his plan. Cool. Like, that's his level of excitement about coffee. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm just here to make the money, which is, I mean, which is fine. He's honest. That's so, fine. like two, three years. That's his plan. Yeah, probably another two or three years yeah. at the rate it's going. Right. Good for him. Real quickly, I want to talk about the coffee itself for just a second um because i don't have more than a second's worth of information okay um i already talked about this guy jeff mcintosh supposedly fifth generation roaster that's fine i believe you i don't i was unable to find any history there um vp of product development for intelligent blends since 2013 they do pod sticks bags um, their focus is on sustainability. They, um, they do a lot with solar power, recyclable pods, functional beverages, in-house brands, e-commerce. I don't know. This it's like, all... it's like your basic, um, it sounds like your basic toll roasting, mm-hmm. white label, mm-hmm. what do you want, we can do it type of place. Yes. With a focus on Additive. functional ingredients. Yes. Yeah. That yes. weird quote unquote functional which just basically means additives that are like vitamins. Right. Like um, some sort of enhancement, like like health enhancement. Right, right. I'll give you a few examples. You know, we're going to try the VitaCup Slim Coffee, um, but they also have like an energy boosting and a hydrating and a memory enhancer and a beauty that contains collagen for hair, skin, and nails. Um, the memory enhancer contains lion's mane and chaga adaptogenic mushrooms. Of course. Um, the energy booster includes MCT oil, which is a coconut oil, coconut, yeah. uh, and turmeric. So these are all ingredients that we've seen in other products, mm-hmm. and and this is where we're at. The Slim Coffee specifically has ginseng, which has been around forever, and the B vitamins that come in all. I mean, the B vitamins were the origin 
point. So they all have right. B vitamins. Like this they guy has a disorder, vitamins. and so everybody, everybody has to get B vitamins yes, now. Yes, yes. Okay. I need yeah. B vitamins, so everybody's taking B vitamins. <laughs> There's some question because um, because coffee caffeine is the diuretic. Drinking coffee makes you pee. Right. They actually say that you should you should take your vitamins um, an hour after you have coffee. So that because they tend to just um, flow right through you. If you take them with your coffee, okay, you're just like peeing them out right away. It it doesn't have time to absorb. So does this like slow it down at all? Anything, so any additives there? No, no? Okay. no. It's sort of questionable as to how much B vitamin you're absorbing mm. when you take it in this. Well, maybe they form. give you like four thousand percent of your daily oh, dose, maybe. so that just so, enough, you know, yeah. hands out. The other ingredient in the slimming coffee is the Carcinia Cambogia, which is a, um, it's a tree. It's a fruit from a tree that grows in India and Southeast Asia. It's a sour fruit. It's used as a condiment in some curries there okay. in India and in Thailand. Sounds good. It was first mentioned as a weight loss supplement by everyone's favorite doctor, <laughs> Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I was going to go with Dr. Phil, but that's fine. <laughs> Ooh, another favorite doctor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he's like more of a psychological doctor, not a peddling quote unquote health. Dr. Jenny Craig. Dr. Jenny Craig. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Oz is what? He's like the. Um, what's it? What's that type of doctor called? Quack. A quack. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> he's um, always peddling his quackery. Gosh. So this. Carcinia cambogia is associated with liver toxicity. Hmm. It um it can cause liver failure requiring a transplant. Wait, and what clinical trials show no significant effect on weight loss. Well, I don't I don't know. Was this featured by Dr. Oz by chance? In 2012. The Vita Plus coffee? Oh, no. No, just the Carcinia. Oh, okay. I don't know if he is right. backing the coffee or not. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so far, we had one coffee that tasted like it was going to kill us. Now we have a coffee that just might kill us. <laughs> <laughs> I bring it up because I worry about mixing alcohol with something that already... Oh, that messes mm, with your liver. Yeah. Your liver? yeah but there's probably some, like, toxic dose. I mean, they're probably giving, like, lab mice their own weight of this product right to like look if i could survive I my teenage years if my liver survived i'm sure you guys will be fine with one yeah. k-cup and a little bit of whiskey well right. i'm relieved to hear that yeah. yeah well shall we brew some coffee yeah let's yeah. do it modest coffee roasts the highest quality single origin coffees without the snobbery they take the guesswork out of buying specialty coffee by carefully curating green coffees and sorting them to one of their tiers based on cupping score, price, flavor notes, and roast level. Go to www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Pip pip cheerio! All right, we are back, and I just opened up the box and it's very fucking pink oh actually on the website the slim coffee is in a red package now it is no longer pink men can also slim down and have some liver damage yeah i mean i did buy that back when we very first started the podcast so they've clearly updated their marketing in the past six months oh they 
crunch data, and adjust their campaigns every hour on the hour from 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. Wow. Fuck. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. That's what it takes to work the Facebook algorithms these days. Yeah, but he knows what he's looking for. I like know what I'm I looking for. Like if I checked it every hour, I don't know if I, it would be doing, I'm like, is this doing well or not? I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm taking over. I'm going to be head of marketing. Um, this episode has gotten Marcus really excited about all of the marketing possibilities. For real. Yeah. I'm going to fuck shit up on the internet, guys. <laughs> Vegan, soy-free, gluten-free, recyclable, BPA-free, worldwide, but made in the USA. Aw. Hmm. Worldwide ingredients. Yep. The coffee doesn't smell that bad. I just opened up this pod. Oh. Does it smell like B vitamins? <laughs> Actually, I got closer and it... I'm thinner already. Here, Steph. You look thinner. It's the bu- it's the power it button on. There it is. Too? I mean, I don't think it makes any bit of difference. Here, Steph, if, if you want to smell. I hit all the buttons. Hit them all. I do like how K cups have a tiny little mini filter inside of yeah. them. It's cute. Huh. <laughs> cool. Um. Yeah. You know, it's it smells like coffee. It smells like grocery store coffee. Yeah. It has some sort of other smell in it, but um, I don't know that I can identify what that is. Is it perhaps ginseng? I don't know. Maybe that's just the power of suggestion. It's It smells a little bit on the darker side of the roast. It doesn't look terribly dark, though. I mean, it looks yeah. dark, but it doesn't look dark, dark, dark. Does it say what kind of roast it is? or Marcus just tasted it like a Coke addict. <laughs> My mouth is numb. <laughs> um... It has, it does taste, it's got some other ingredients in there that are definitely not coffee. You can so taste them I can in the taste grounds? The, the, the vitamins, yeah, for sure. Mm. Oh. It's got that like, haven't you ever chewed up vitamins? You guys ever need to get it faster? I mean, gummy vitamins. Oh, okay. You know, this is more like the like mm-hmm. the minerals. Mm-hmm. You know, I can taste the minerals. In you there. just crunch up a yeah. I can a taste the lion's 50. mane. This one doesn't have lions. I know, Marcus. That's for the smart one. We're not trying to be smart. We're trying to be skinny. There's something in here that's like got a little sweetness. I don't know what that is. When you're skinny, you don't need smart. um, (laughs) That's a good point. That's what I've been telling my girls. Uh, uh. Oh, man. (laughs) Their whole lives. Remember, girls. Oh, gosh. It's funny because Uh, we know it's not true, but there are so many girls out there. Oh, man. If you're listening, girls, that's called a joke. Uh, But if you didn't get that, it's because you're skinny. (laughs) Congrats. You're winning. All right, one uh, down. So fast. So hot. I think you've improved this too much. Uh, okay, so um, I mentioned earlier the manager from um, Jefferson Starship. Yeah. And so, of course, I always think of the song, the We Built This City song, which is like so popular and iconic and also so lousy. Mm-hmm. 
And um, GQ, somebody recommended to me this GQ article that I read a couple years ago and have never forgotten because it's like the funniest thing I've ever read. The title of the article is An Oral History of We Built This City, The Worst Song of All Time. And it is the most hilarious article and I'm going to share it on our social media so other people can read it. And I will read you one sentence from paragraph two. During the late 1980s peak of junk bonds on Wall Street... Michael Milken changed the lyrics to We Built This City on High Yield Bonds to celebrate (laughs) his law-breaking firm, Drexel Burnham Lambert, which is the firm that employed Leon Black, which spawned Apollo Global Management, which brings us back to our Twinkies hostess episode. Go check it out. It all comes full circle. I just feel like we've covered everything on this podcast already. I don't know what's left. We've... Look, we I'm sure we're this about city. <laughs> We're going to find out what's left yeah. as we keep going along. Yep, yep. Now it's making new noises. Do you hear that? Mm-hmm. It's like a special little song for each individual cup of coffee. Um, so we have three cups of coffee and a broken Keurig machine. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Keurig. And uh, oh, I can't wait to smell it in the cup. Uh, it looks and smells pretty fucking dark in the cup. We're going to try this coffee, and it is dark, and it's thick. <laughs> it smells like uh, dark, thick coffee. I don't smell any vitamins in the brewed coffee. Mm-mm. Oddly enough, oh, wait, I can... like the grounds more than the cup so far. Can I see the box? I want to see my daily value per cup. Oh. I mean, I need to know. That's good. Oh, shit. Okay, you know how we were talking about coffee being a diuretic Mm -hmm. and how perhaps they just add way more vitamins to it? Oh, my God. Marcus called it vitamin B12. They put in 10,000%. Are you joking? It's because I have such fucking awesome intuition, guys. (laughs) You should play blackjack. I should play huh. blackjack. Can I go over the ingredients? Please. Coffee, agave. Is it sweet? Oh, I tasted sweetness. Ah, yes. This is why we have you. We needed a professional. Garcinia Cambogia extract, hydroxycitric acid. Okay. Ginseng, a vitamin blend of pantothenic acid, pyridoxine, thiamine. Methyl... Thiamine is B12. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, doctor. You're welcome. <laughs> and methylfolate. Uh, methylfolate that, is I'm pretty B6, sure, right? I was going to say... Okay. I don't know, but I'm going to say that they're probably all different types of vitamins. Okay. Is that a good guess? Mm-hmm. Probably? Sure. Probably B vitamins. Yeah. Yeah. So your, your B12 is an insane amount. And then the other ones are like pretty standard, anywhere from 4% to like... 380%. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you can't overdose on B12 then, I take it. I hope not. You can't. You just you just pee it out. I hope we can't. I mean, yeah. I'm really, I have some health concerns going into this. Nah, your body we? takes what it needs and then it just pees out the rest. It's water soluble. I did taste the sweetness in the grounds, which is funny. Don't taste the sweetness in the cup at all. So I almost wonder if like how this would taste if it didn't have the agave in it. Like it's, it's kind of dark and bitter but it could be like even like darker and bitterer. I find it interesting that agave is the second ingredient. Yeah. I mean, that means that it is pretty prominent. Is it in alphabetical order? That is not how ingredients are listed. Sometimes they are. No. I would trust this guy to do it fucking weird. Okay. That's I not think how they. There's the, a law. Yeah. The wow. FDA, they have guidelines. 
There's Got no it. carbohydrates in it, rice. though. Zero. So what is the what is the agave? That's strange, huh? <sighs> hmm. Okay, so you were right that you can't really overdose on B12 because it's water-soluble, but excessively high levels of B12 have been linked to negative side effects like acne and rosacea. Mm. Oh, well, if our skin breaks out after this, we'll know why. Look, guys, I'm feeling great. I'm drinking this. I'm feeling more energy. Do you feel like your appetite is suppressed? I feel like my appetite is suppressed. I feel smarter and skinnier. We did just have two pieces of cake. Marcus. So that could be suppressing our appetite. It doesn't too. make you smarter. Stop oh, thinking right. this coffee is going to make you smarter. <laughs> it makes right. you slimmer. F- feel slimmer. You need a different coffee from them if you want to be smart. <clears throat> what if you got one of each? Yeah, one for breakfast, one for lunch. Right. Oh, I was hoping that our... um. Patreon episode would make us smarter, but actually it's just going to hydrate us with electrolytes. That's going to be awesome. Can I add that? No, no, mind. That's too much coffee, Marcus. That's yeah. just crazy. It'd be like dose coffees. So I took a sip of it black, and I've had worse black coffees. Yeah, I've definitely right? had worse blacks. Right. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it isn't terrible at all. It's no. just like your average K-cups. It is a little bitter. Yeah. yeah. It's a little stale, mm-hmm. but not in a bad way. Right. In a way that makes me feel skinny. <laughs> Which is, we know, is not bad. Not bad at all. Right. I'm going to add a little um, milk to this. Now that I'm no longer on the Oatly, I'm off the Oatly. Oh, why are you off the Oatly? Because it makes my blood sugar spike now oh, that I have the CGM. I see, because it has carbs. It's and a grain. regular milk mm. is... All grains make me spike, even just a little bit of Oatly in my coffee. Hmm. You hear that, guys? Hear that, Blackstone? It's the sound of an incoming lawsuit. (laughs) You know what? When I just added milk, whole milk, tastes good. Pretty good. Nice. Yeah, so the way we normally do this is we try the coffee black, and if we can give it a not bad review, that's great. And if we can't, then we add things to it, doctor it up a little until we can get to the point that it's not bad. So Jenny started with whole milk. I presume Marcus and I are just going to go ahead and start with whiskey. Is I think we go there. That? Like, yeah. I'm, at, I'm already like, all right, it's not bad. Like, you can do yeah. that, you yeah. know? Like, out of the cup, I, I normally drink it black personally. And I'm satisfied. We've had worse coffees. Mm-hmm. We've had, you know. We've had way worse coffees, way actually. Worse. This yeah. Is, even as far as K-Cups, this is not This might be terrible. one of the best K-Cups yeah. we've had. It might be. Yeah. It might be. The fact that it Feels doesn't like a real cup of coffee. have a flavor. Like, I guess I'm sold on if I have to have something in my coffee, at least it's not a fake flavor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and plus this coffee seems so gimmicky. Like, oh, we're just going to sell you a coffee, you know, but we're going to sell you vitamins. We're going to sell you a health product. Like, normally in those types of situations they don't really care about what it tastes like they're right. just yeah. caring about the marketing of it right but this one like the coffee's not bad that's no. your fifth generation roaster right there thanks jeff mcintyre or something like that mcintosh <laughs> you're you know this this beverage is doing some work for you too you get your you get your vitamins in it fucking skip a meal man just good okay so the advertising on my facebook page did say i didn't feel hungry until 2 p.m which i just don't like the whole concept i don't know like yeah i don't like that either like we're gonna make it easy for you to starve yourself right and now i believe that there's a difference between things like intermittent fasting I don't think that people who are intermittent fasting in a healthy way are taking appetite suppressants to achieve that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. 
Whereas the advertising of this one is like, hey, fatty, put this in your mouth instead of food. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. I tried intermittent fasting one time, and it ended very abruptly (laughs) with a package of Pop-Tarts out of a vending machine. Whoa. It was awful. I could not do it. I was going to murder someone. Yeah. I was going to murder someone. Yeah. Well, this is what I learned from having this continuous glucose monitor and, like, sugar and carbs and everything. Like, I am much more even... Like both an appetite and mood, now that I don't have these spikes that go up and down and up and down with the blood sugar. And so I think that intermittent fasting could work if you gave it a couple of days, but you're eating the right kind of foods that aren't going to spike your blood sugar mm. in that time period that you're eating. You know, Steph, I just added whiskey to this. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. All right. Yeah. I, uh, I'll try, try it. it. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. It's kind of like grapey. I hope your livers can handle it. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Life is good. Life is good. You got some slimming coffee with some whiskey? What more do you need in this life? <laughs> you had your trust light chase cake. Oh, man. That was on Patreon. You have your whiskey and your skinny coffee. If my drinking disorder and my eating disorder match up perfectly in this cup, maybe. <laughs> Then you'll just be normal Mm -hmm. and beautiful. Mm. And fun. (laughs) (laughs) This is this is good with the whiskey once again. Like just like a slightly bitter dark roast um, is evened out really nicely. It pairs well. That's a good one. It wasn't bad to be going. That's pretty good now. Yeah. 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 All right. Well it's healthy for you. It's fucking good for you. So who is this coffee for? Wait, I just want to say that I wish that there were more vitamins. I feel like there's like a real emphasis on just B vitamins. Mm -hmm. I feel like you could throw in a few more vitamins. (laughs) That'd be my request. Um, I would like it to be more of a multivitamin. Okay. Well (laughs) uh, We're not all deficient like you, dude. I'll give him a call. Yeah. We're all deficient in our own ways. We need something that is sufficient for everyone. I, they need to do like a special blend catered just to you. It's like the guy is trying to meet his own needs. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to add a multivitamin to yours, like go start your own multivitamin <laughs> cup, you know? Maybe I will. He's just trying to solve his own I'm problems. I'm halfway there. You know? Uh, uh, right. So I'm just going to be like, uh, like opening up little pill packets and dumping them in k-cups and sending them on their way could we like melt a gummy vitamin in a cup of coffee how would that be yeah i think that would be good too maybe on a future patreon episode we can experiment go ahead who's it for who's it for um i mean i think it's gonna end up being for people who have disordered eating that's who i think this obviously for brandon fishmonger fishman That's how I remembered his name. Yeah, from yeah. Bob's Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I feel like this coffee is for the coffee over cardio people. Yes. I like, was thinking a lot about that when I was reading his story. Yeah. yeah. When they want an unflavored coffee. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. you go. This is, yeah, this is for them. <sighs> I, I wonder if they've ever met each other. I imagine them to all be a part of this. They're, young, they're in YPO the, together. All in YPO together. I don't think that Coffee Over Cardio has made it that big yet. That's mm. what I think. I can't remember what their earnings report was. Oh, yeah, it was, was like $5 million, I think. But, yeah, I don't uh, think they're there. They need to get to 20 yeah. mm. They got to get up. There's like 10 companies that are making $20 million in coffee, as far as I can tell. And none of them have anybody running it under 45. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah. Uh, <sighs> and that's because, no. yeah, you got to be like fifth generation. Exactly. All well, right. hey, cool. That's our episode. Hey, all right. Yeah, it was a it was a different kind of episode, but yeah, I don't know. Happy to tell a modern story, I guess. <laughs> that guy was is, is he's he's going places for sure. Thanks everybody for being here and for listening. Remember to tell a friend. Remember at the beginning of the episode we said call. If you're not <laughs> upset, if you're if you're uh, not into calls, you can transcribe. That's yeah. fine too. You can send us an email at hello at nobadreviewspodcast.com. And I think that's it, right? You can put an interpretive dance on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Tag us in your interpretive dance. (laughs) We don't care what it is. Just tag us. But we're not on TikTok, so you'll have to do it on maybe Instagram. (laughs) And then if you have any suggestions, send us an email or a message. If you have a gift you want to send, send it to Modest Coffee. And, uh, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to this podcast, generously sponsored by Modest Coffee, purveyors of single-origin coffee without the snobbery. Visit www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Enjoy.